You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Shovik Das. I'm Leslie Dimonti and I'm Deepthi Ahuja. You're listening to Mint Etc, a podcast where we will talk about important developments in technology and how they will transform our lives, work and play as we know it. This is a special episode brought to you by F5. 2023 was undoubtedly a breakthrough year for generative AI. It was the year that AI officially became a household name. However, with continuous advancements of technology, the dangers linked to data breaches and cyber threats are escalating. Hi, I'm Deepthi Ahuja, head of content at HD Smartcast and also your host on Mintech Setra. Today we are discussing cybersecurity and cybercrime. Both of these issues are inseparable. They need to be addressed together because over the past decade we have witnessed multiple cases of theft, financial losses and data breaches. In 2022 alone, India witnessed 1.39 million cybersecurity cases. Isn't that shocking? To discuss this further, we have with us Mr. Dhananjay Ganju. He is the managing director for India and Sark at F5. A veteran in the industry, Dhananjay is responsible for driving F5's growth strategy in India and the Sark region. He is responsible for bringing end-to-end solutions and competitive security offerings together. All this so that F5 becomes a preferred choice for customers to create, secure, and operate adaptive solutions. Hi, Dhananjay. Welcome to TechCetra. How are you today? Hi, Deepthi. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. To start with Dhananjay, I want to ask you what are some of the most common cybersecurity threats and how can enterprises safeguard themselves from these kind of threats? So Deepthi, let's uh, first try to understand what are we trying to protect before we discuss what are the most common cyber threats. There are many, there are countless number of cyber threats. But the essence is what are we really trying to protect and for that Let me give you a very interesting analogy. It's a very simple analogy. I'm sure your listeners will enjoy it. Don't hold me to, you know, binding that analogy totally to technology, but it's an analogy that works. You'll not forget it. So today morning when you left home, you know, you got dressed and you stepped out of your home, you locked your door and you gave it a little tug and you dis- you said, "Oh yeah, everything is locked up. I can leave my home now." Right? Yeah. Now, when a thief, God forbid, but if a thief were to come, Let me ask you a question. Is your thief interested in your front door? No. Is exactly, right? And when you left, before you left, did you lock up your cash, your jewelry inside a locker and you put that inside a cupboard and you locked the cupboard too, right? Yeah. Because your key assets are your cash and jewelry, not your front door. Right. And the thief when they want to break down the door, they want your key assets which you haven't left on your center table. Yep. You've locked them up as well. So you've done like double locking. So cyber security works pretty much in a layered fashion. You lock your front door, you lock your key assets such as your cash and jewelry um before you, you know, leave your home. So in the cyber world, the cyber attackers or the hackers are literally not interested in your front door. So what is the front door in the cyber world? That's your network. Hmm. They are interested in breaking down the network, but they gain nothing out of it. There is right. zero financial gain for the hacker. And let me also explain hackers are not doing it for fun of it hackers are doing to gain some financial outcome out of that and whatever hackers do also costs them money mm. it it costs compute they have to you know get compute from various places or at least hack into someone else's computer and use that compute 
they pay for bandwidth charges they do exactly whatever we do they pay exactly whatever we pay it's just that they multiply it so many times over that the cost of an attack for an hacker has to be lesser than the financial gain mm. because if the cost of the attacker is equal to the financial gain there is nothing in it for the hacker right right so exactly so what is more desirable for a hacker to come to break down the front door or get your key assets and then we'll discuss what are the key assets it's like okay you've broken down the network but your key assets are your applications yeah right that's what the hackers are after because they can either steal away personal information and sell that on the dark web or they can game the logic of the application like one of the most frequently exploited logic is for got password yeah right you forget your password and then you that have a little so often correct and then people use different mechanisms somebody will send you an otp somebody will ask you to you know enter a few codes that you personally have on you and to be honest with you i don't want to scare but all of this can be broken hmm right so the hacker is after your application that's what we want to establish first hmm right um some of the names of common attacks that you must have heard as well are ransomware or ddos which is denial of service denial of service is like when a massive attack comes in a pipe which is an internet facing application pipe it basically the server that is on which the application is hosted is now busy responding to these massive amount of requests which are coming to the server that's a denial of service because you're denying somebody else the opportunity to log in into the server mm. because you've kept the server so busy by yourself right mm. so that's denial of service that's very very common i think the number of uh, denial of service attacks in india are now massively increasing secondly right. are bots right so https traffic is the web traffic 80% of that traffic is machine mm. it's not human beings correct what we need to determine is whether anybody who's coming into our network is it a human being or is it a machine hmm. that's the first question typically that is asked and if it's a human being allow the human being and if it's a machine decide whether it's a good bot or a bad bot and there are various techniques to determine that so okay. when you allow a human being to come in then you got to figure out whether what is the intent of this human being right that's the second check and again you look through various signals um and decide okay this looks like a human being and then you okay. allow the human being further and when the human being comes in you have to do a third and final check is it yeah. deepthi is it who you really say you are is it deepthi or is it a synthetic identity and a stolen identity of deepthi you look like deepthi but you aren't hence what's your intention so yeah. these are very various kind of layered defenses that um, organizations build and um, the most common attacks the one that is becoming extremely popular as a discussion with our customers is APIs. Hmm. And and I'll give you a quick a very simple example. I don't know, do you use Cred or Paytm or Google yes, Pay? Yes, of course, we all do, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And our generations going cashless. Exactly. And exactly. I'm I'm glad they are. Um it increases my business. So, have you ever thought that when you installed Cred, how does hmm. Cred get your bank balance or how does GPA get your bank balance? Well, what happened was Cred asked you only once saying, "Hey, will you allow me to go to your bank, query your bank and allow your bank to give me your bank balance?" And you said yes once and that's of it, course. finished. All of these things are so intricately weaved into the terms and conditions that we all exactly. just 
So there are the API traffic in the world today is much larger and greater and exponentially growing than any other traffic. Hmm. So cyber attackers are you know it's like API world is like a honey pot. They get attracted to wherever there is more action. Yeah. Isn't it? So True. API is the new flavor of the world for hackers. And there are very various techniques that hackers can insert themselves and you know build shadow APIs. when we go to organizations and ask organizations saying do you know how many apis you have and some of them know most of them don't and api protection is now or api attacks is now on the rise so to answer your question in a very longish way yeah um, yes <laughs> um well you you did mention api but then you know companies are also transforming digitally right mm-hmm. so um how do you think digital transformation is impacting the overall cybersecurity in india and also across the world i love stories deepthi let me tell you another one a Go very ahead. interesting one right um this is just to make sure that uh, we understand what we are trying to protect so let's go back 200 years ago right so the in the year 1800 something when companies measured their assets on their balance sheet Hmm. what were they using as a you know a yardstick for measurement or putting in up they used to you know count all the buildings that they have yeah. um, they count all the machineries mm-hmm. uh, how many uh, multiple offices physical assets that they have across the right. uh, continents right so it was more of the physical assets and then the goods you sold were put on your balance sheet hmm. and that made you either a heavyweight or a lightweight hmm. that era of the world was measured in, in what we call as physical capital that was the era of physical capital hmm. Hmm. then in the mid 1900s you had the ibms and the mckenzies and the hps of the world introduce and give you business process engineering and compute and we increased the overall efficiency of business and became faster at doing things hmm. because of these added benefits right that era in the mid 90s 1900 was directly proportional to the human intellect that made it happen and hence that era is called human capital right right now in the 21st century what is the key capital of the customer and that's something that we should think about the key capital in very simple terms is um we currently we are establishing connection through an application called zoom uh, right. organizations um they work um using applications So yep. if at any time an application of an organization were to go down the organization collapses and you can look at Absolutely. any industry across the world today hmm. any industry small to big everybody is using applications right. and if the application were to shut down even so, before the ceo comes to know yeah. the whole twitter world explodes yeah so i'm assuming that the currency of today is data uh, that is the currency but your capital is your application acha capital is map yeah okay. so it's 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 like physical capital human capital application capital application capital okay it's the application which is generating all the data 
data is a byproduct of the application but yes equally important they say data is the new oil but who is generating that right it's the application which is generating all that data once you've captured it right right, right. right. so we are living in the world of application capital and hence what we have done is we have exposed ourselves to the internet because that's the only way to do business today or mm. one of the most important ways of doing business today is to keep your shop open 24 by 7 and when you expose your assets to the internet you expose yourself to multiple threats mm. um there is a, a long list of threats that we can go over but let me give you another interesting thought process for your listeners one is how much money do we spend out of our budget to protect our applications versus how much money do we spend to protect our front door and where are the hackers going so it's a bit of a uh, you know crazy situation right now mm. when we look at the budget spends of organizations mm. 80% of the budget is spent on infrastructure right building the network building all the pipes connecting the pipes to the internet and about 20% is spent on other stuff now 80% of the attackers are coming to your application but mm. only 20% of the budget is left to safeguard your application so the message mm. to the learners to the listeners are listen it's important to take a balance of your budget and pay equal attention to the applications which are your life um today uh, in today's uh, application economy and then balance that out not spend everything out only on your front door keep something for the locker in which you want to keep your you know family jewels right if you want me to continue there could be things like um automated attacks uh, advanced persistent threats ransomware phishing deep fakes that you've been listening all these and celebrities and I'm going to come to that next yes <laughs> absolutely yeah so generative ai is evolving at a breakneck speed um you know everyone has access to it everyone is using it in daily life uh we are using it at this point of time ourselves how is ai affecting cybersecurity and what are some of the risks uh, emerging risks rather that have come up because of it so ai can be used for you know both good and bad things um to start with the bad you don't have to be an expert hacker anymore you can go to the dark pick up a botnet for a few dollars so some other expert has written um a tool uh, and you're yeah. exploiting that tool to launch attacks that's yeah. just one of the small uses that ai or well the misuse of of ai which is happening rather than the use so the good part however is a lot of companies like ourselves use artificial intelligence to detect zero day attacks now mm-hmm. zero day attack means that nobody has a signature of that attack and they it's going to make some impact but right. a large part of the network can be saved a large part of the geographies and other ip addresses can be saved because now what the ai tool has done is learned the signature and has quickly populated that signature automatically without human intervention to other protecting devices saying if you see in your geography this attack prevent it because it's bad hmm. so that's another interesting use of artificial intelligence in terms of number of attacks there are several like automated attacks or advanced persistent threats which is a lot of your assets get it get attacked simultaneously in several geographies phishing attacks that you've you know already have heard of um always check uh, the url that you're clicking don't believe the url that you click um in terms of phishing attacks it makes you look as if you're clicking the real one but it's not deep mm. fakes are are in the news these days you've heard of uh, celebrities talking about it they can be misused massively insider threats are, are equally important to protect ourselves from so 
spreading knowledge within our own community is extremely important so in doing simple um and commonsensical things when dealing with the internet is mm. probably the best uh, way to avoid attacks interesting you know india is very different from other countries right it's diverse it has small businesses large businesses enterprises the business landscape is as varied as can be um so how does f5 cater to you know specific needs of different kinds of businesses it boils down to uh, two things one is efficacy of the solution that f5 has and the format in which it can be consumed hmm. um in the world that we used to live in in the past just recent past everything was inside the data center and um our kind of uh, appliances were being used inside the data center of a client like it was a hardware big box that was sitting right next to the application and protecting the biggest asset that you have which is your application but as customers digitally transformed they moved to the cloud and so did we so we converted our boxes into a piece of code and we followed the application around so today without uh, actually anything uh, lesser in terms of the code in terms of feature and functionality so whatever feature and functionality is a customer used to get out of an appliance the same is available in a code that can follow the application wherever the application is going either on private cloud or on public cloud uh, or different right. data centers that are available so we can follow them as a piece of code the good part is the efficacy is the same syntax is the same no relearning no retraining everything is cool um the other thing that has happened in the world is they said I don't want to buy such a big technology because I'm only going to mm. by the time I completely use this technology um it will be 3 years so we we developed what is called a uh, as a service model so today I only want to protect one asset I don't have to buy a big box that can protect thousands of assets so yeah. so okay fine you can protect that big box or the the big asset that you have by what in the technical language it's called or you know dub 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 dot something dot something is called a URL mm-hmm. so we can now filter down to a single url that you want to protect or thousands of url that a company wants to protect so in a as a service model you pay only for that much you're consuming so now f5 is able to offer its platform in different consumption models making it simpler for the smb sme or even very small organizations to consume technology which mm. is number one in terms of application protection and not having to buy or, or invest a, a lot of money The other thing I would say there's one important point I want to make uh, for especially large organizations. Sure. Security is not about a product. When we do cybersecurity it's never about a product. Now I can give you a couple of examples. Um um one of the examples that I usually give is everybody has access to a canvas, a paint and a paintbrush. Mm. But not everybody is an artist. Yeah. Right? Similarly, if I have access to a great technology like protecting cyber threats from cyber criminals unless and until there are people who know how to deploy and effectively use that technology hmm having that technology is not enough not good enough right yeah. so i'll i'll give you two examples um one was a government entity um where they were under a massive ddos attack hmm. um denial of service to its its servers and we onboarded them f5 can onboard it's a free service for our customers we can Uh, either on board in an emergency or start protecting them in an emergency mm. but the key thing was the teams behind were very effective they knew how to use the tools that we have 
So having trained resources that know the tool is very important. Second was a bank that was under a bot attack. And we were doing a POC with that bank and the bank said, hey, listen, hold on. Um, Can you let the POC continue and move from being only in inform mode to remediate mode, which basically means earlier we were just flagging that you are under a bot attack and not doing anything about it. And then they said, listen, why don't you remediate and protect us and stop the attack? When we start, started stopping the attack, the hackers retooled consistently mm. over a period of time. Yeah. And then they gave up because we made their attack more expensive, right? For right. three, four days, they kept on trying. Then a week later, they came back again. And a week later, they came back again. Eventually, they gave up. They only give up for a certain period of time before they come back again. So it's like, you know, we have to be right always. They have to be right once kind of a scenario. Sounds like art of war. (laughs) These just sound like lessons from art of war. (laughs) You know, I I keep telling um, anybody I meet, if it's too good to be true, it's definitely, uh, you know, the other way around. So don't believe anything which is too good to be true. And if it's like really unbelievable, then it's unbelievable. It's not happened. Just suspect everything. I, I, I remember one of my army friends telling me, in God, we trust everything else we suspect. Mm. We are exactly in the same environment um, and just suspect everything. It should be your indicator should be just believe it's not true rather than believing it the other way around. Don't click anything. Don't download anything. Don't take anything free. It's definitely infected. And on that very suspicious note, (laughs) we come (laughs) to the end of this episode. Uh, Whether you're an individual or you're an enterprise, being attentive, proactive, Uh, You know, all of these uh, will come handy while protecting your digital assets, your data, which is clearly a currency these days. We hope that this conversation has provided you with some clarity and some solutions. Thank you so much for tuning in um, and we'll see you soon. So folks, that's it for this episode. You are listening to Mint Etc. You can reach out to us on LinkedIn if you have any questions. Our handles are in the description. This episode was produced by me, Deepthi Ahuja. It was edited by Amrinder Singh. Catch you next week. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Smartcast.com.